Liftoff will start in T minus 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We have ignition. Most wanted. Ahoy there, mateys. It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening. This evening, I had uh, Unchained and Luis come back to join me because I have gotten my—I have gotten a hold of the legendary Bart, and I'm going to say it wrong. Is it Sabrell or... That's how, hey, you got it right the first time. All right, Bart, the legendary Bart Sabrell. And, you know, over the years, Bart has made a name for himself by asking questions, you know, the tough questions to people that need the tough questions about the authenticity of the moon landing. And, you know, he's, he's confronted many different astronauts about the subject and many different other professionals about the subject. And sometimes he's walked away with more questions and sometimes it's been a little rougher on him. I'm, I'm sure many of you have even seen the video out there where he took a good shot from Buzz Aldrin one time. And I mean, there's this, this man is out here actually looking for true answers because honestly, what could be bigger than the moon landing being a fake like that right there shows everyone in the world just how full of shit the American government is. You know, I mean, we sure, I believe, I think everybody in this conversation and most of the folks that are out here listening truly believe, you know, 9-11 was entirely an inside job as well. So it makes you think when you really start digging through history, what else is? And this guy right here has found the keys and answers to just that. So how are you doing this evening, Mr. Bart? I'm doing pretty good. You know, I, I always asked a lot of questions ever since I was a kid. That was one of those annoying traits I had. And then I went to a church once and they said, ask us questions. We love questions about why we believe what we believe. And I asked them so many questions. The guy who originally said that said, I'm tired of answering questions. Go to another church. So I guess he answered the last one was this was not the church of God. If they send people away for asking questions. Hmm. Hey, I mean, and, and I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. I know I've seen in uh, <clears throat> reviewing over your book and stuff this week myself, the things from you finding unedited reels that proved that they uh, doctored up the doctored up the moon landing. I'm not sure if any of you have ever seen that stuff out there, but it's, it's definitely out there on YouTube. And, you know, Mr. Bart here has got a great book that goes hand in hand with it that you guys can check out called moon man. You guys know, I'll always, connect that directly to this episode so that you guys can you know get a copy of this book because book is great this, so yeah, great i, mean, I it's love been it captivating luis I, I gave it to luis this morning and was like you gotta I've been check trying this to out. go through it as and he, i could do he has been back and forth with me all day and been trying to devour it in one day and like it it's it's captivating you guys i mean like he's the cia has even tried to kidnap this man so that's that's why i really had to bring him on the show i really wanted to Really wanted you guys to hear his perspective on these kind of things. So, hey, uh, Jim Bob, uh, yes, how many CIA agents does it take to screw in a light bulb? I don't know. How, how, how about you answer that for us? Uh, well, I could tell you, but then I have to kill you. <laughs> oh, so I got to So I got to ask what. 
what first kicked off your quest for truth? Was it, was it, you know, the, the moon landing or was there something else that led you to that? Well, truth in general, uh, I, I have uh, a dislike toward me from my only sibling for something I apparently did that I don't remember when I was two and a half. Apparently on her, I guess that would be sixth birthday, she got a watch back in the mechanical watch days for her birthday. And I was just so curious, how does that work on the inside? And apparently when she left it on a table, I somehow, and I don't even know if I could do this as an adult, I got the back off of the watch to look inside and I pulled out all the springs and gears and had them assembled on the carpet there in order to, in order of kind and size and descending order. And she's mad at me for this day for uh, doing that. And then I remember the next memory I have, I'm, I think I'm about three and a half and it must've been my mother's birthday. And I was like, well, how old are you? She said something like, you know, 35. And I'm like, wow, that's old. And uh, my father's mother apparently recently died. And I'm like, well, what is that? What is death? And she's like, well, you know, you go in the ground, you stop breathing. I'm like, what? I was horrified. And then she said, yeah, you know, your grandmother died. She said, I'm going to die. Your father's going to die and you're going to die. And I was so shocked. I remember I went to bed that night and I cried for hours and hours and hours. Oh, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. So, of course, the greatest riddle of life really isn't. Did we go to the moon or not? Is this last little episode going on for the last two years true or not? It's really what happens in the next life. And it's interesting, Jim Bob, that a lot of people who seem to have their eyes opened about 9-11, the moon landing and other things also are believers in God. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And perhaps one of the greatest lies is that things made themselves which is kind of odd because I asked an evolutionist one time, he taught it in university. I said, well, what about that question? Which came first, the chicken or the egg? And he stopped just perplexed. He had never actually thought about answering it. Well, there has to be an answer. There's an answer to everything, right? So which did come first? And he was like dumbfounded and said, um, okay, the egg came first and it came from a creature that itself did not come from an egg that was live birth. And I said, but wait a minute, that's the exact opposite of evolutionary theory. You have a mammal preceding a bird, right? And then he, you know, walked away from the conversation. And I realized, you know, if the egg came first and nothing before it, it means there's a God. And if the chicken came first and there was nothing before it, it means there's a God. So what evolution actually says is that lower forms of life made higher forms of life, which is the exact opposite of logic. All that to say... Somehow, the pursuit of truth includes 9-11, includes the moon landing, includes, you know, did things make themselves or is there a God? And if there is a God, then what happens after this life is really important uh, because that life could potentially last forever. And so, yeah, they did fake the moon landing and they did do 9-11 and they did this little thing going on for the last two years. But I, I don't hate those people. You know, the one thing that Jesus said that stands out to me, that convinces me that he's not of this world, is he said, love your enemies. Now, the Jews are killing the Muslim, the Muslims are killing the Jews, and the alleged 
Christian United States are killing everybody else with bombs, right? So loving your enemy. I don't hate Bill Gates. I don't hate George Soros. I don't hate these people who are apparently running the world with evil intent. I feel sorry for them because they will gain the world and lose their soul. And when Jesus said things will get so bad in the last days that unless God intervenes personally, no one will be saved. I take that to mean that these people who run the world in wicked ways, they are going to win. There really is no hope. I mean, they already killed Kennedy in front of 200 eyewitnesses, got away with it. They faked the Gulf of Tonkin that they admitted they just made that up, led to the death of a million people. So I think if they're willing to kill a million people without cause, they're willing to fake a TV image of the moon landing, which they did very successfully. Then they did 9-11. We have 3,000 architects and engineers saying it's impossible for a pinhole airplane to bring down a skyscraper. All you got to do is look at what was that bombing in Oklahoma City. Half the building was blown away, not a pinhole. And did the thing collapse? No, it's, it's impossible. It's a grid. And so then they're doing this little thing for the last two years. And it looks like they've done a fabulous job with that as well. So I don't see there's any hope for any movement, patriotic, religious, or otherwise, to cause an intervention. It looks like these people are going to continue doing their merry way. And if you listen to Janet Napolitano's last words, warning that a natural disaster is on its way. And I'm thinking, well, what natural disaster could you know about years in advance? That's the only one is a comet or asteroid. So if something like that is coming, this little scenario they did for the last two years could be to lower the population uh, to prepare for that event. So it's not so much of a shock. So I look at the moon landing fraud as simply an example of this greater spiritual battle going on between good and evil truth and lies. In fact, the film, you can see for free at Sibrel, S-I-B-R-E-L.com. You can see a funny thing happened on the way to the moon, which that and its companion piece cost a million dollars to produce, financed by a board member of an aerospace company who builds rockets for NASA, who knows it's fake. And it opens up with the Tower of Babel, which was made simply to boast how great we are, never finished. We showed the Titanic, that boasted it was the ship that God himself could not sink, never finished. And then Nixon had the audacity to say when he knew they were not on the moon, it's the greatest event since creation. And of course, that never happened. So I realized, Jim Bob, that this greatest event in human history, it's really blasphemous when, in fact, you discover that it never happened. And it's boasted to be the greatest event of mankind. So that's how I got kind of involved in all of this, researching it. And now, thanks for listening. <laughs> I'll let no, you no, no, questions. you are no, no. I do, do not do not feel ashamed to take the spotlight for a moment. It's it's quite okay. We 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 appreciate you know hearing again from you know such a legendary person because you know when you start looking into you know your work or whatever, you you found footage that was unedited or untouched and still like we were me and me and Luis have been discussing your footage actually especially because you have some of it that goes along with your book when you're reading along that you just you know you click to and go back and forth with and um at the the fourth clip where they're doing like the the fake earth on the on the window and stuff like that we, you know we were just like this is this is mind-blowing if more people would show this video when you're talking to people about the moon landing being fake like I think it would 
would maybe bring question to more more people's minds because there's definitely you know that that's a big tough one to get over with everybody is like oh we totally did the moon landing no matter how much evidence you really try to show them which i think is silly, nobody's ever I, shown that evidence i don't i don't <clears throat> i don't think personally i've never been i'm definitely one of those people that don't think we ever ever went like it there's too many coincidences and i don't believe in such a word you know you've got you've got stanley kerbick and walt disney and all these people that were working together on other projects and stuff like that and to to begin to fathom that they wouldn't try to do the same thing in another place is just is, is just crazy i think well yeah really there are four irrefutable proofs that the moon landings were fake. One of them would prove it. We've got four times the amount of proof. So really, it's more. there's more evidence that we did not go to the moon than we did. Uh, all of this can be seen for free at sabrell.com, the book Moon Man, which is available uh, in audiobook. I read it or Kindle or print for just 20 bucks. And then the clips therein uh, are at sabrell.com for free. You read a chapter, then I say, look, you know, to understand what I'm about to talk about, go to sabrell.com, click on the Moon Man book links and watch clip number one. And we do that 15 times throughout the book. The first proof is simply deductive logic. Today, with 21st century technology, the farthest that NASA can send an astronaut above the surface of the Earth is only 250 miles. So pick a city that's 250 miles away, make that vertical, and that's as far as an astronaut can go from the Earth today with 21st century technology. Now the moon is a thousand times farther than that. So what they're really claiming is that in 1969, before cell phones and microwave ovens, when all of NASA's computing power combined had one millionth the power of a cell phone, they're claiming they went a thousand times farther on the first attempt with five decades older technology. How can they have a thousand times greater technology 50 years ago than today? That's impossible. I mean, when they blew up the atomic bomb just 10 years later, atomic bombs were 1,000 times more powerful. After Lindbergh flew across the Atlantic, just 10 years later, hundreds and thousands of aircraft were flying across the Atlantic that were 10 and 100 times more powerful. So you can't have 1,000 times greater traveling capability in 1969 than you can today. That's impossible. If they could go to the moon on the first attempt with one millionth the computing power of a cell phone, they would have been on Mars 10 years later. They'd be in another solar system by now and there'd be bases all over the moon. So that proves it just that. And then if you go to sabrell.com, you can see shadows in sunlight that they claim, you know, are the conditions on the moon always run parallel with one another. Go outside on a sunny day and stand a few feet apart from your friend and you'll see the shadows from each person never, ever, ever intersect. It's impossible for them to intersect. They're always parallel in sunlight. And we have pictures from the alleged last mission to the moon where objects that are five feet apart are casting shadows that intersect at 90 degrees. Now, I'm a filmmaker for going on 40 years. My job is to make fake scenes look real. If the shadows are intersecting at 90 degrees from an object, you know, five feet apart, that's electrical lighting. So one photograph proves they didn't go. And then, as you mentioned, we uncovered footage, behind the scenes footage that when you pop in the tape, it says in big letters, do not show to the public. 
and they're faking being halfway to the moon right in front of your eyes over and over again for an hour, creating a one-foot model of the Earth with a third track of audio of the CIA prompting them not to speak until four seconds go by so that they can create a fake radio delay as if they're farther away from the Earth than they really are. So that's three proofs. And then as I'm editing the book, Moon Man, which you can get at sabrell.com, I get put in touch with the gentleman who was there when they filmed the fake moon landing at a particular military base. You'll have to get the book to find out. He personally stood beside President Johnson while they filmed the fake first moon landing, June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of 1968. He gave us the dates they were filmed, the military base where they were filmed, the CIA code name for the project, and a list of 15 people who were there at the time, several of which have been independently corroborated to have been at that military base on those dates. So if people didn't make a god out of this, they would see the truth. I talked to one guy, he's an aerospace professor at a university. I said, look, you know, they didn't go proof, proof, proof. He says, there's no proof that you could show me. I will always believe that they went. And I said, well, what if you saw Buzz Aldrin confessing on national TV that he didn't go tearfully confessing and apologizing and saying they faked it? Then the guy said, I still think we went. <laughs> I mean, that's why the Bible says pride prevents you from seeing the truth. That, that. I mean, that's actually a really good point there. Like, I mean, I, I've, I've been seeing the videos and I know a lot of other people have seen the videos out there of, of Buzz himself too, you know, especially there later in life, just slipping up left and right saying, you know, oh yeah, no, we, we didn't go and stuff like that. And a lot of people tried to just write it off that he was, you know, he was just losing it in his old age. And I'm like, yeah, he was losing the ability to hold on to, you know, keeping the secret. Cause, cause you, there's, there is so many questionable things when you're looking at the the moon landing stuff and the videos for it and it just looks it just looks like a hollywood set and you of course as you mentioned being in filmmaking for you know 40 years now that you'd be you would have the keen eye right off the bat to see something that was you know all off the hinge there like that that's your profession. Like, so, so to, for, to even, I guess, question you seeing something like that, I personally would find it silly. Cause I'd be like, well, dang, this guy, this guy would clearly know more, a little bit more about it than I would. Yeah. I, I even have a videotape of Buzz Aldrin admitting twice that I'm correct. And uh, an astronaut's gone wild, which is the name of the follow-up film after I got punched and kicked and threatened to be shot by various astronauts when I confronted them with the fraud. He I shared that says, on Facebook today, actually, because I think it's going around again right now, and I think that's an awesome video for people to check out. Yeah, and so you can go to sabrell.com, see Astronauts Gone Wild for free. I would recommend seeing a funny thing happen on the way to the moon first. Sure. And when I showed him the secret footage that he participated in, creating a one-foot model of the Earth, pretending to be halfway to the moon, with the third track of audio of the CIA telling him how to fake it, he said, oh, and this makes you a real famous person for having discovered this. Okay, if I'm wrong, how could I become famous? And then he says, I was just a passenger. Talk to NASA. Well, I thought he was supposed to be the pilot. You know, <laughs> he said both him and Neil Armstrong were just passengers, which is true. They went up under the control of NASA. 
orbited the Earth for eight days under the control of NASA and were, in fact, passengers, which he admitted. When he realized he just admitted twice that I was correct, he threatened to sue me if I showed that interview to anybody. I show it anyway. And then, of course, on one particular occasion, the astronaut became so mad that I showed him footage of faking part of the moon mission. He physically assaulted me. And in the commotion, I left a wireless microphone on him. And in the commotion, my cameraman left the camera still recording in the back of the rental car. So we inadvertently recorded the private audio of him inside of his house with the door closed, where he and his son are discussing whether or not to call the CIA to have me assassinated. Now, first of all, if they really went to the moon, why would someone saying that they faked it? Why would that be a threat to the CIA? It would mean nothing. And then secondly, why would an Apollo astronaut have the CIA in his roller decks? Well, the second to the last chapter of the book Moon Man, which you can get at sabrell.com, tells you why. Because the crew that was going to be the first crew to walk on the moon, the dead man's own widow says the day before he died in an accident, in quotes, she said he told her, that for some strange reason, NASA suddenly appeared all over the launch pad. And the very next day, the guy's dead. And according to his own widow and son, who's a 747 pilot, he was murdered by the CIA because he was a whistleblower. And that was just two years before they allegedly walked on the moon and one year before they faked it at a military base where we have an eyewitness who was there at the time. So... Unchained, I, I I know you got something that you're 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 kind of begging to to approach Mr. Sabrell here with. Well, there's just so much great information out there. I think that anybody who's denying denying this at this point is still believing in the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy. And you look at Richard Nixon calling the moon on a landline. You look at the cameraman who was already on the moon when Neil Armstrong is exiting the lander, which is basically made with PVC, aluminum, and tinfoil that somehow passed the Van Allen radiation belts, which are supposedly 27,000 miles out there. And then the shoes are different. Everything's different. And then there, when the lander leaves the lunar surface, supposedly, how did that footage get back to Earth? We didn't have the technology to airdrop anything so you actually had to physically roll the camera bring the reels back so they just left someone on the moon and did they mail the footage back how did they do did they how did that work so there's so many things there's a mountain of evidence that shows the trickery and that shows the fraud so i just am enjoying listening to bart talk about this but there i want to get his feedback on this video from the 1950s where a scientist, this is before NASA was founded by Walt Disney and Jack Parsons and Werner von Braun and Project Paperclip, all that did happen. Listen to this. Well, now, one thing, you have a theory about the moon, and we expect to be able to get observable facts about the moon fairly soon. Um, what is your theory? Well, uh, it is by now rather more than a theory. Uh, 10 or 11 years ago, I stated to various scientists that the moon is not a piece of rock, but it is a plasma, a plasma phenomenon, a cosmic plasma, uh, and that this fact will eventually be confirmed. I made certain predictions which were already confirmed in 1958, and the situation now is coming close to a complete confirmation. 
What will be the result if you are proved to be correct in your theories? The result will be uh, profound and decisive because it will give proof that a complete reinvestigation re of the laws of nature is necessary. Because if the moon is a plasma, no man will ever land on it. The soft landing attempts will all fail. That means that the mass of the moon is less, far less, than is currently assumed. It's in a different state of energy and it has far less mass. That means there is no more explanation for the tides. If the moon, for example, had only a thousandth part of its current mass, then the tides would only be two inches high and the conventional theories instead of sometimes 14 feet. And that means that if it is proved that the moon is a plasma, then all gravitational theories are out and the new concept of the cosmos and of its laws has to be evolved. Aren't you being a bit adventurous though, because uh, you know we're going to be able to test out your theories on the moon fairly soon. Well, not anymore. Eleven years ago, uh, of course, uh, it was rather taking a risk. I was considered a lunatic, of course. But by now, the evidence, accumulated evidence, is already so much in my favor that I'm not taking any risks anymore. On the contrary, uh, there is scientific views expressed all over the world now that uh, the moon seems to be of a quite different nature of what was assumed. But and the, the Americans and Russians are thinking of landing men on it. Uh, well, that will never happen. Not on the moon. On Mars, on Venus, on other planets, yes. But the moon is definitely, as I assert, a plasma. Well, uh, it does have craters on it, so I'm not sure how plasma could have craters on it. However, uh, maybe there's somehow a, a combination of those truths that the mass is different. I do think the mass is less than the calculations. I do think it's a real surface that you can land a probe on it and theoretically you could walk on it. The fact is the main reason why they have not gone to the moon is first of all, the fuel. We uncovered in Astronauts Gone Wild, which you can see at sabrell.com, the original publications from Von Braun, the rocket designer, who said in order to have enough fuel to carry men, food, oxygen and radiation protection, round trip in one rocket to the moon and back, it would have to weigh 800,000 tons. Now, the Saturn V rocket that they claim they went to the moon on weighed only 2,500 tons, which is a difference of about 30,000%. And then secondly, you'd have to go through a field of radiation that's about 30,000 miles thick that most people don't even know exists. It starts at about 1,000 miles above the Earth and extends another 30,000 miles called the Van Allen radiation belt. One of the clips of Moon Man, which you can see for free at sabrell.com, is Kelly Smith from NASA admitting that the radiation that surrounds the Earth in the upper atmosphere is dangerous. And secondly, that the technology necessary for an astronaut to go through it and survive has yet to be invented. So that makes it kind of I, difficult I, for an astronaut to have gone to the moon back in 1969. I wanted to mention, I agree with you with uh, the problem with the Van Allen belt and the radiation. And I would to mention on the footage, we don't, we like, what's the effect of potential cosmic radiation on film? I know for a fact, when you even go through certain x-rays, for example, if you have uh, ISO 800 film and you go through an airport x-ray, that could damage the footage if it's, if it's already been used. So film itself is very sensitive to radiation and the fact that the story that we went there you've helped me think twice like yeah there is more evidence that we might have really not gone there but uh actually on july and i think it was a few weeks ago i just posted i sent them a video 
we crashed rocket into the moon and there was a subsequent test uh, a few years ago where NASA intentionally fired a rocket at the moon to crash it into a particular area to see how much water they would get out. And not much happened. Um, so I, I think today we can definitely uh, achieve ac gaining uh, access to the moon because there's also a use of slingshot effects we can do with the Earth. So we can use the momentum of gravity itself to also propel uh, objects forward into the, the regions of the moon. And because you can't even go at full speed because of the issues. If you go too fast, then you can shoot out of it so you have to hook yourself into the moon's orbit so i think today we definitely have the potential technology i it is harder to conceive in the 60s but definitely you've been showing evidence clearly that it was potentially staged just because that way they declare supremacy of the skies but it's still fascinating i don't know how much of a campaign the russians had stating oh they didn't do it they didn't do it and why to this day the Russians have never mentioned, oh, yeah, there's definitely proof because the Russians also faked their own spacewalk. I believe there's footage showing that the spacewalk was faked, the Yuri Gagarin spacewalk that was likely faked. Um, there's a lot of evidence showing how that process happened and everything. Well, so, I don't think it's technologically capable yet to put humans on the moon. For example, you can x-ray a toaster a thousand times and it'll still make toast for you. However, if you x-ray a human a thousand times, you're going to run into trouble. That's why they can presently land unmanned. But we can create shielding. We can create now shielding for it. Actually, you know, one of the most effective shielding methods they've discovered is a biological matter. So they were saying as an example, if we went to, to Mars, we could use the fecal matter as shielding. Yeah, but according to, according to Von Braun, the publication I quoted earlier, but he Von said Braun these, is, these numbers are mathematically irrefutable. But just Von like Braun when you was living a reality that we don't live today in relation to math. Yes, he was a brilliant Nazi scientist that killed people, uh, a lot of innocent people and didn't give a, a heck about anybody. But so I would I would argue Von Braun, even though he was a brilliant man that did terrible things, but also work to achieve incredible things. His math is not uh, definitive. Uh, okay, well, then you can prove it deductively. For example, right now, there are bases at the South Pole. Even though it's 100 mile per hour winds and 100 degrees below zero. Well, why are there bases there? Because it's research. humanly possible. So if it were humanly possible to go to the moon with today's technology, there would be bases there. That's a simple logic. The fact that there aren't bases there that is a means it cannot be done. Otherwise, there would be bases there, just I, like I mean, at, I, at yeah, I, mean, I, I hate I hate to butt in, but really think about that, Luis. That's a pretty American thing. Everywhere America goes, they totally leave a base, whether it's here. Oh no, I'm, I'm not going to. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it's it's, it's yeah, a, i'm it's not i'm not common, debating. You know, I'm not I'm not stating oh, exclusively that. And, and I did want to inter we, interject one more thing. Um, 76% yeah. of Russians apparently don't believe America beat them to the moon. <laughs> That's good to know. Well, yeah, and in China, it's taught in university that they did not go to the moon. I know of a scientist, very high-ranking American scientist in China, and basically it's standard protocol to not talk about the faking of the moon landings 
for the benefit of better international relations. He says all the scientists know they didn't go, but they're to submit and to be quiet and to not rock the boat. The idea that these foreign countries would, you know, blurt out, we didn't go to the moon if they had proof of it is simply not true. For example, you could have a picture of a world leader with a prostitute and blurt out, you know, that information, but then would that really be the best use of the information? No, it would be to blackmail them over and over and over again. So actually holding on to the fact that they know that the moon landings are fake is better from their point of view. Also, there's really no independent press coverage of these alleged greatest events in human history. Only a TV picture controlled by the federal government. And just because 100,000 people were involved in the construction of all the materials doesn't mean that they couldn't keep a secret from that many people because 145,000 people were involved in the mechanics of making the first atomic bomb, and yet only eight knew exactly what they were making. The CIA is not stupid enough to tell the guy making the glove or the door handle or the boot, hey, we're really not going to the moon. Don't tell anybody. Sure. That's like saying a bank teller well, the space and a CEO is, of a bank the, know the same thing about corruption in the company. No, they're the completely is. different. That's actually uh, one of the biggest things is the spacesuits. That's that not many people discuss is that the spacesuits that were used in the Apollo missions, we can't replicate those either because that's the fascinating part about the story is those spacesuits could withstand shifts of temperature that were massive that no human could tolerate. Humans would die if the temperature would shift that drastically, like the, humans would be dying it, in minutes. It, it, it was a very advanced version of the diving suit that you see. Like that's that's exactly how they, you know what I'm saying? Like the old school giant diving suit they used to send people down under with. Like that's, they actually use technology that was available and such to make an advanced suit. And that's that's actually how they did a lot of the testing for the suits that, you know, that, that they claim that they can't recreate. And even the suits that they use today, even if you I've seen plenty of videos and even Unchained, I know, is definitely on board with that. He's seen videos, too, of the of the. It looks like know, they're underwater. Uh, they are underwater in a lot of cases. That's they, what the ISS is. I mean, give me a break at this point. NASA is the biggest consumer of helium on Earth. There's no satellites up there orbiting the Earth. Everything is a balloon. All these satellites are balloons. It's a complete hoax. And, and for us to say, well, you know what? I doubt the government. I think 9-11 was an inside job, but I totally believe NASA is saying, I believe 1,500 Nazi scientists that were systematically put into all these different high-ranking positions in the military and NASA, Werner von Braun, working with Walt Disney to create the illusion of space that was presented to the population. So we're all under the spell of Hollywood. This thing is a complete and total joke at this point. And it's beyond me how it just takes a little bit of research. One of my favorites is this. Do you guys remember before Joe Rogan really made it big? He was the moon hoax crusader. And he had two dozen irrefutable facts that basically prove we did not go, including intentionally destroying 13,000 pages of telemetry data. And as soon as Neil deGrasse Tyson shows up on his podcast he flipped the script. He was convinced. He was the crusader. He was convinced we didn't go. He was. And he as was, soon as he, Neil Tyson shows up, 180. Well, yeah, that's a good point. But that's a good point because um, you would think with my book out that has an eyewitness who was there at the time when they filmed 
the fake moon landing, you would think that information would be worthy of the top two podcasts, but neither him nor Alex Jones have had me on the show, even though Joe Rogan at one time called me up and said, hey, I'm 100 percent behind you. What can I do to support your work? Now they've seemed to have gone, you know, backpedaled on that. Well, I don't see how that opposition if, if controlled you, uh, well, I opposition. Gonna, I was actually going to say, you know, if, if it if it means anything to you, fellas, uh, Al- Alex Jones to refuted my application for Band.video and said I was too extreme. So. A guy they own them, that. dude. You make it to a I, certain level and, so and they the, approach uh, you, know, you. So, you know, I don't you know that I've always I've always actually been one of those guys that said that uh, Alex and Joe are both controlled opposition. And I think that Alex is big time and and people don't grasp onto that. And when I start asking him, well, why doesn't he want to speak about hard subjects like this? You know, and, and to add to your point as well with the Joe Rogan thing. He was somebody that when you would ask him, he would flat out tell you, I am 98% sure we never went to the moon. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, man, I, I, this guy's this guy's giving us good information. And a hundred million and dollars will do that to a good Neil, man. Neil Tyson, it? 200 million. Neil Tyson yeah. and Bill Nye are the biggest jokes, I think, like the biggest publicized jokes of scientists that you could ever put out there. Like one of them was literally a comedian, a stand up comedian. Mm-hmm. They have actor profiles. They're both yeah. actors. Yeah. No, they're both actors. I mean, Neil deGrasse Tyson like doesn't believe aliens like aliens exist or UFOs are all like junk. I'm like, and he refutes it. Like he fights things that nobody with half a brain cell would like. There's accounts of hundreds of years of people experiencing objects in the sky. Something. Yes. So, I mean, I I personally don't believe uh, certain things and I do believe other things. And that's why we we all disagree. And that's how we look to seek the truth. Yeah. Like, for example, I I would disagree that there's no satellites in in, in what's above us. But at the same time, I understand that there is a problem with the narratives that we've been told. And there's a reason I remember an old video. It's slightly fake from the moon landings, which was like uh, audio just keep that kept going and the and the astronaut say what's that it was likely fake but it was talking about how they just met aliens up there i'm like that was an interesting side version of well the they're story. trying to get you ready for project bluebeam and the alien savior that's going to unite humanity under the new world order look at ray kurzweil's book the singularity is near where he talks about fourth dimensional programmable nanotechnology that is sprayed through stratospheric aerosol geoengineering where there's these tiny little nanobots that can be programmed to create a fourth dimensional object. They've already done it. And you can see the videos out there on YouTube in China. They created a city in the sky that looked like a literal real city, a fourth dimensional floating city in the sky. So where this is going is they're going to have their, their ship, their mothership, and the Vatican and the UN. I mean, the UN has a special envoy to extraterrestrial civilizations. It is a job title at the United Nations. They are getting humanity ready for the fake alien savior that is going to quote unquote unite humanity under a, a one world religion and a one world government. And that is their plan. And that's the plan that needs to fail because ultimately that's what this all boils down to. Well, you know, and, and, and Soylent Green. And that's a great potentiality. And what what does that boil down to could be the following. Now, when I first heard that there was a program called Ancient Aliens, I thought it was a one time show, you know, like what one time documentary. Apparently it's a series that has been on for years. 
And there was a DNA study came out about 15 years ago that took blood samples from every nationality on Earth. And because of the technology of DNA, they traced it backwards. And they said, oh, by the way, all humans on Earth came from one woman just like the Bible said. But because they didn't want to believe in the Bible, they said, uh, well, uh, there is no God, aliens made us. But they didn't ask in four years of being on the air what a third grader asked. Well, if we were made by aliens, then who made them? So if you go to sabrell.com and scroll down, you can see an article I wrote called, Are There Really Aliens from Outer Space? So if, if aliens are really fallen angels, and the leader of the fallen angels is Lucifer, what they're really saying is that mankind was made by Lucifer rather than God. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. I mean, scripture describes these beings from the outer worlds, like sometimes as gods or angels or surf, like different categorizations. I mean, <laughs> the book of Enoch goes deep into that experience where this person is taking up and above the earth and they see the earth from the sky. And we have to understand that there's reasons why those books were censored at the time by the Catholic Church. I think, what is it, the year 600 AD is, I think it was Urban the Ninth that made it, for example, so Mary Magdalene was a prostitute in the record, even though there was really no mention of that ever. That was just edited in the books that were related to that subject. And that's a small manipulation of history. And throughout time, we've had so many manipulations of our history that we really have no true idea of half the things that happened in our past. We have interpretations of the things that happened in our past. Oh yeah, George Orwell said, whoever controls the past controls the future. So what is in the past? The alleged moon landings. Who controls that? The corrupt people who run the world. And what is their control of it? They're lying. They're saying they went to the moon when they did not. So those people who are controlling the past are controlling now and our future, which is very dangerous. The book Moon Man is kind of divided into three categories. The first third is the how and why. Unfortunately, yes, the moon landings were falsified. The other third is my never before discussed behind the scenes espionage adventures of being kidnapped and drugged by the CIA when I found classified footage of fake photography. And then the last third is, well, what does this mean? It means that these evil, corrupt people run our government and run our world right now. That is very dangerous, especially when their acknowledged goal is to depopulate the world by 93%. So I don't know if we want those people in charge. So was I I did have a question a little bit with that. So when... I know you have the recording, you know, where he says that he was trying to get the CIA on you. Did you ever, prior to that, did you ever have any feeling that they may have already been, you know, checking into you, I guess? Well, yeah, you'll have to read the book, uh, Moon Man, because I go into an enormous ordeal after I found the classified footage in uh, 1999. I was at one point followed, then kidnapped and drugged with true serum by the CIA. I escaped their custody. I peed in a cup, but thinking, hey, I've got them. I've got proof now that I've been drugged by this exotic drug by the government. I gave it to a friend to put in a lab in his name, not mine, thinking I could outwit them. And a few days later, I find out that the lab had been broken into over the weekend. And the only thing stolen was my urine sample, which could prove that I was drugged with true serum by the CIA. All this is discussed in the book Moon Man for the very first time. And... 
this is just what you know people went through. You have to understand Ralph Nader wrote a book called Unsafe at Any Speed when he basically uncovered that GM knew very well that if they put airbags in cars, it would save tens of thousands of lives every year, but they didn't want to spend the $200 to do it. Now, simply for publishing that in a book about one corrupt corporation, they hired former FBI agents to follow him. So if I am exposing the greatest or at least the most horrific to the public fraud of the federal government, yeah, I think they might keep up with me, my phone conversations, my whereabouts. And if I stumble upon proof of the moon landing fraud, I think they would find that relevant. When I was confirming the information in my book about an eyewitness who was there when they filmed Apollo 11, that person's surviving relative, their house was broken into. And he was threatened face to face with death if they ever spoke to me again. We had to get the White House involved, a senator on the Intelligence Committee and the local FBI to protect this person from the rogue agents in the CIA. That's, I mean, that's, that, there's a, there, that's a lot to unpack. I mean, you know, we, we joke around on here all the time and say that, you know, a lot of things that go, go on, you would end up with what we call the CIA, the CIA's highest honor, which is, you know, two, two to the back of the head suicide, because there's quite a few people throughout history that have run into these issues and stuff. So I guess even even to this day, you know, since you waited so long to release this information, do you do you still tend to, you know, just look over your shoulder? Like, is this a well, it never hurts to be careful. I don't spend a lot of time worrying about it either. I, I certainly didn't spend a, a t- much time worrying about it then except after I found the footage and strange things started to happen. Yeah. Uh, when Astronauts Wild came out, I had an ex-military friend tell me, you know, a funny thing happened on the way to the moon is out. People are going to believe what they want to believe, even with evidence staring them in the face. He said, though, Astronauts Gone Wild, though, is probably rubbing them the wrong way because you're making their Illuminati lying astronaut buddies look bad. And I remember, I think it was the 35th anniversary Uh, eating cereal in bed, watching a newscast where the three Apollo astronauts were standing in front of the White House. And they said, uh, the reporter said, hey, I'm glad I'm talking to you by satellite so that I don't get punched like Bart Sabrell. And I'm like, they're talking about me. And it dawned on me a little bit late, what I'm doing is dangerous. (laughs) You know, they're talking about me in front of the White House as a boat rocker. And yes, just two years ago, my source's home was broken into. He was threatened with death for talking to me about the moon landing fraud. Now, even though the Kennedy assassination witness list involved 200 people that apparently had accidents, and even though 9-11 killed 3,000 people, and even though the moon landing fraud probably killed much fewer people than either of those, it's the fraud of the government that if the truth came out, I think would bring about more change than any other fraud because it's so burned into people's hearts. They prayed for them. They cried for them. They waved their flag for them. They gave them congressional medals of honor for lying so well. And if that comes out that our greatest heroes are our greatest traitors, mm, I think that's going to upset people. And that's why I believe the top two podcasters have never had me on their program, despite this newly released information from an eyewitness who was there at this particular military base while they filmed Apollo 11. 
why is that not on Joe Rogan? Why is that not on Infowars? You would think that would be relevant information because if the truth comes out, it would bring about the greatest amount of change. And maybe that's too hot of a potato for either of them to deal with it. And I mean, it's happening. It is. It is slowly piece by piece. It's hap- it, it, it is happening. You know, somebody that has been on this quest myself for for quite the many years as well. You know, I, I can see so many people all around me that I couldn't have a lot of these conversations with just even as soon as five years ago. You know, I will say that lo- that line drawn in the sand with the whole pandemic, if you will, was <clears throat> was a, a an awakening moment. Like, I, I think that caused a mass awakening moment where you have seen a lot of people that didn't have anything else to do but dig into some of these subjects into the internet that have been there for years. You know, they, they were, there were a lot of people that did cooperate and did lock themselves down and did actually think that the government had their best interest, you know, and they spent a lot of time digging into these things and they, they, I, I, I witnessed just it go from ha ha you're, you're just captain conspiracy. And that's kind of where the moniker came from. It was a joke. I was made fun of, but instead of, taking it instead of taking it to heart i ran with it you know i was just like i think this is the this is just going to be who i am like i i enjoy it and it i have found myself a way to gander attention with you know bringing good information i i myself used to believe in a lot of the things that those two controlled oppositions that you keep speaking of were you know, we're always out there pushing because yes, they, they do have a lot more truth, I think, than your Fox News or your NBC or your ABC. But I also think that they don't want to touch on subjects like the one you're trying to bring to the table here, because it, with with them being controlled opposition, they're going to lose that paycheck for bringing this much of a, you know, factual thing out to the light. And, and I, I think that you have more than enough evidence through your book and the, the videos that you've produced and such that go along with it and such like that. And, and, and just, you know, the honorable things like an astronaut's gone wild, you know, you guys, it, it kicks right off. If you've ever, if you've not had the chance to watch that one, after you watched the first one, like you mentioned, you totally got to watch that because the first few minutes is this man just being just bold and, straightforward with his questions and these astronauts are just getting so angry the cognitive dissonance in their face and just just the way they're reacting like it's it's ridiculous and why would you have such a reaction if you weren't caught you know i mean why I, not I, act right right like, well, yeah i mean if act? i if i walked on the moon and someone thought otherwise i would find that hysterically funny i certainly wouldn't make me mad but i would just say- react they react hand, like I'm, yeah. They react like I'm walking up to them in front of their wives and saying, "Oh, your mistress says hello." Oh, then they get mad because I'm revealing the truth. You know, when I first was given the opportunity to investigate this, I guess coming up on 30 years ago, I turned it down because I thought there was at least a one out of four chance the moon missions were faked, and I didn't want to risk my life for something like that. But after I started reading the Bible and developing a conviction of right and wrong, truth versus lies, good versus evil, I realized this is significant because let's just say they could go to the moon, plant a flag, come back, whoop-de-doo. But if they lied about it, murdered people, faked it, embezzled billions of dollars, that's more profound of an event 
than if they've actually gone. And I realized if that's true, that they really did fake the moon landing, this is an important truth for mankind to know. My my favorite, I'm sorry to interject, but I think my favorite thing that actually the first time I questioned the moon landing was seeing the video of them trying to call Nixon. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait just a damn minute. We got a phone that's calling from a spaceship somewhere. 300,000 kilometers away. 300,000 kilometers away. And it's clear as day, but like, I can't make a collect call to my grandma uh, three states over without losing her. Like, this is, this has got to be the biggest load of horse hot. Like, cause it's just, it's, it's comically fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, another thing is that, Chaplin fake. Another thing is that Nixon, okay, here he is president of the country going to the moon for the very first time, and he does not show up for the launch because he knew they were fake. And if the truth came out, who knew they would get away with it? They might get caught. Then there would forever be his picture smiling and shaking Neil Armstrong's hand before he boarded the rocket. After they got away with faking it, then he shows up for the launch. You know, one thing I don't understand is like with Joe Rogan, who called me up and said, Bart, you know, I want to take you out to dinner. Show, I want to show my support for this. How could you, if you're in the audience, let's say, of David Copperfield, and you see an elephant levitate, and you're like, wow, that is amazing. And then David Copperfield says, well, come see it from backstage looking out at the audience. You see the crane the mirror covering it up and you go, that's it. And then he says, okay, go back into the audience and be ready to be fooled again. You can't, it's impossible. So to go from believing the moon landings are real to realizing they're fake to going back to thinking they're real. I don't see how that's possible no. myself. And, and when I popped in the tape that proved beyond a doubt that they faked it, I just wept quietly for mankind. This is the world that we live in. Our greatest event is completely made up and, and it's really blasphemous, right? That's why my film shows the Tower of Babel, which was never finished, the Titanic, the ship that God himself could not sink, and Nixon saying putting a man on the moon when he knew they weren't there was the greatest event since creation itself. How ironic that our race is so fallen that we can't even tell the truth about something like that. Faking the moon landing really proves that the people who run our world are juvenile and immature, that they didn't have the guts to admit that they couldn't do something they set out to do. And then when I prove, not my proof, it's the dead astronauts' relatives prove that they murdered the crew that was going to be the first crew to walk on the moon because they wouldn't cooperate. What that means is our labor of which the federal government takes one third of, they use that money to deceive us. And then they use that money to murder our fellow citizens who are trying to expose their crimes. Are, are you talking about the, the mission where they said that the capsule had 100% oxygen in it? And That's right. It's known as the Apollo 1 fire. I talk about this in the second to the last It makes chapter. no sense that they did that, considering they know the chemistry. Like, 
a high school child. Yeah, child I mean, the, the dead man told his wife the day before that for some strange reason, the CIA is all over the launch pad. The very next day, he's dead. So the idea that he was killed by the CIA, it's not my idea. It's the testimony of the dead man's widow and his son, who's a 747 pilot. So one of the reasons why they don't want the truth to come out is not only did they fake the moon landing, they murdered their own honest people who are going to expose it. That's really why they keep running this down our throats. If they had faked it and they killed nobody and it came out, it probably wouldn't be as bad. But if they faked it and they murdered, they also want everyone to be Hmm. dead. They also want everybody associated to be dead before they find out. So that way they can't say, oh, this person or this person, because there's some of them are still alive right now. Well, yeah, they can't even release the Kennedy assassination files, which happened six years earlier. They can't even release those files. So, I mean, something's wrong. I mean, how could William Benny, who worked for the NSA for 30 years, go on national TV and say, oh, by the way, the intelligence community, the CIA, NSA, we regularly listen to Supreme Court justices' private cell phone calls to get dirt on them so that we can blackmail them into voting a particular way. He says this as an established fact. No one contradicts him, and there's not a single congressional Justice Department or FBI investigation. This just Supreme happened. Court justices being blackmailed. How can that be? That's how corrupt our country is and why the truth about the moon landing fraud should come out to expose this corruption and to bring about needed change. Yes. Yes. I mean, it just happened with Roe v. Wade. I mean, if you really think about it, if you really if you really think about it, the the moon landing, the ability to prove that the moon landing is a hoax, which, again, is what I, I believe you have done is is should be the front page of everything because i think that's one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle if more people took the time to read your book and go through your videos and and maybe get a grasp of this i think they could wrap their head around this a little bit more like my friend luis here you know like because you've if they lied about this that means they've been been lying you know what i'm saying yeah i i I point out in the book i have two nbc news directors a news director from the bbc and a high-ranking journalist from the Washington Post, all four agreed that my evidence proved that the moon landings were fake and they refused to publish a story about it for fear of civil unrest. That's our, quote, media. They're not doing their job. I'll say on what you wrote and what you've done is, I've generally always have doubt, like, but now seeing more of the work you did, especially with that particular video that was classified, I'm now pretty certain that it, there's more of a likelihood than ever than we didn't go on these missions. And I thought for a moment in the past that Apollo 13 was a real attempt and that's why everything went to shit. <laughs> it's like they were trying and then everything backfired. And then- now they just well, the problem is they went to the moon the first time people were over it. Like, let's just say right now for the first time they're planning to flag at the South Pole. We'd be stopped. Hey, let's pause. Let's watch it. Okay, six months from now, they're going to the South Pole the second time. Are we stopping the recording? No, I don't think so. So they wanted to milk more money after they went to the moon the second time. Apollo 12, people complained that reruns of I Love Lucy were being interrupted. So we know that the Illuminati run the show, that number 13 is important to them for some reason. So get this, Apollo 13 on April 13th at 1313 military time. That was weird. Accident. 
to just to add drama and realism to it. The fact is they didn't go. They can't go today. So they certainly couldn't go 50 years ago. And the truth should come out for the betterment of our country. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like this is this this is, a, I think, a, a, a very it's always a sore button subject. You know, there's one thing that people just always want to get on and on about is is this whole moon moon landing hoax. Like one of my favorite things, and I think Luis has brought it up a few few times in other conversations but like you've got that you've got current advancements in space and i know you've probably seen that hilariously fake video of that car with that elon oh elon when he launched his own cars car shot into space or whatever like that thing is so hilariously fake that it's it's a lot like the moon landing videos from my perspective because you're just like look at how ridiculous this is and people actually buy this like they they, they shot it towards the sun so it would be destroyed <laughs> that's what i think well there's so many conspiracies do. so little time but i'm gonna have to run and i thank you for having me on your program and everybody can go to sabrell.com and see almost all the evidence for free and if they want to get a copy of the audio kindle or print book it's just 20 bucks well, That's awesome. Great. You know, fantastic. You know, it's been it's been absolutely great having you, sir. And I, I appreciate you coming on this evening and joining us and having this conversation with us. And, you know, of course, you guys, I'll make sure all these links are up that you can get back to him so that you can check out his book and check out these videos and things that he's produced to prove that that we did not go to the moon. Like, I, I you know, if, if anywhere, just tell everybody you heard it here since nobody else wants to have him on. I, I've I'm convinced and have always been convinced. And I hope that this convinces you too. Like I, I want you guys to check this stuff out. You guys have got anything you'd like to say before we sign off for the evening. I just want to say, keep up the great work and stay safe out there. Well, thank you. And I appreciate the three of you being true seekers. And that's what's most important. We have to keep an open mind. Pride is simply the unwillingness to be wrong. And we have to be willing to be wrong in order to discover truth. I want to say one thing before you go, Bart. At that press conference, Neil and Buzz and all them, they looked like they lost the big game. And prior to the supposed launch, they were so excited. They were elated. You could sense the, the electricity of the energy. And in that press conference, not only did they stutter and bumble all over their words, but they looked like someone killed their dog. They looked depressed. They looked like they were their body language was concealing something. It's, it's pretty obvious. And if you really did walk on the moon, if you did something that historic and legendary, you would be ecstatic and you would want to share every single detail with the world because it would be the first time in history like something like that happened. So, oh, yeah. And you can also see kind of hidden in their desks are two teleprompters to tell people what it was like to walk on the moon when no one else would know but them. That seems kind of odd, too. Great talking to you. Likewise. You. Take care. Luis, anything you got? Thank you. Well, you guys, you guys know you'll find, be able to find all the links to our to our sponsors and to our merch and back to Mr. Sabrell and Unchained as well and as well as Luis. And, of course, you guys, I hope you guys have a fantastic evening. And uh, <clears throat> until next time, give, give no quarters, you scandals. Have a great evening. Thank you. <laughs>